0: one of the best ads to start with, and it's relatively simple, is just what we call the explainer, right? And the explainer is like this clear problem solution premise, where you're trying to hook someone in the first five seconds with like a problem solution statement or question. So I'll give you an example. And one of the examples that I give in the, in the guide is Grammarly. And Grammarly, believe it or not, is one of the top spenders on YouTube. Not a client. I wish they were. Uh, they spend a whole bunch of cash on YouTube, but they, they open with, it's like a professional woman and she's sitting on a couch. It looks like she's maybe in a coffee shop or something. And she says, if you write anything online, you need Grammarly. And then it goes into like the discussion about, Hey, it corrects your uh, grammar and spelling issues on the fly. And it bounces back and forth between people. And, you know, one is like a dude trying to get a job and another is a lady you know sending memos to pta or messages to pta and other ladies just posting on social media but showing these people and and what they're doing online and how grammarly is, is saving the day so clear problem solution premise right
1: listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody,
2: we are back in business with
1: another episode of the
2: Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. Today, we have an absolute killer when it comes to YouTube ads. They're one of the top spenders on YouTube for their clients. Um, we actually had you know some conversations before this, and I was super intrigued. And there are going to be some value bombs dropped on the YouTube side of things here. So we do have the one and only Brett Curry, who is the CEO of OMG Commerce, who is responsible for spending roughly $60 million, you know the whole year across other accounts on Google, YouTube. But primarily, we'll be talking today about YouTube. So hype trains up. Brett, what's up, man? (laughs)
0: What's up, man? Thanks for that intro, Dylan. I am excited to be here and can't wait to talk YouTube ads for e-commerce. My favorite topic right now.
2: Oh, it's a good one, especially when you love the topic. It's like actually enjoyable to like have those conversations because I mean, it's when you're in the game. It's like, oh, this is some valuable stuff, you know? (laughs)
0: Absolutely, and it's one. It's fun, and I'm you know a marketing junkie. I've loved video marketing forever been doing the online stuff Mm -hmm. since 2004. But what's exciting about YouTube ads is still most e-commerce businesses are not using it. And it's a huge untapped opportunity. And so hopefully we can motivate people and educate people to to change that so that more people start advertising their e-commerce business on YouTube. Oh,
2: hundred percent. I mean, we have a couple clients doing it and it's, it's, it's wild, but it works. You know, the creative yeah. got to be super different on that specific platform. But I mean, once you hit all those buttons, I mean, it's, it's glorious. Yeah. But give everybody a little background about yourself, OMG commerce, kind of what y'all are up to these days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So OMG commerce, we are a digital agency. Like you mentioned, uh, Google, YouTube, Amazon, that's where we focus. We're a team of 42 and growing. So we're going strong. We're adding people left and right. I think we've added uh, 10 total people this year, uh, even grown through the pandemic, which is crazy. We're super great, uh, super grateful for that. And so, you know, my background is, though, I, I like I mentioned, I started in online ads back in 2004, running SEO campaigns. Before that, I was doing TV and radio, believe it or not, uh, kind of through college and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I really broke into the e-commerce scene doing uh, running Google Shopping ads. I think I mentioned that to you before, the show, and, and uh, actually, I wrote the ultimate guide to Google Shopping that Shopify published. And just a quick little extra, uh, I just rewrote that guide for 2020, and Shopify just published it, so it's free. You don't have to opt in. Uh, we can drop a, a link, or I can send you a link. So you can drop it in the show notes. Um, so Google Shopping, but then about four years ago, I started experimenting with YouTube, and it was kind of this blend of all of my worlds coming together. Where I'd done, I'd done some SEO, done some Google Shopping. On TV, and now YouTube is like it combines all of that, right? It can, combines the, the targeting of search and the, the data that's available and all that, plus video. So we kind of fell in love with it. So yeah, yeah we've, we've been focusing on
2: YouTube that that's one of our uh, primary areas of focus right now. Going from radio and TV to the digital scene, man, I bet the yeah. track is way better these days than it was back uh, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to work in like the automotive space and I worked with a big Chevy dealer and lots of other clients too. But I'd be like, hey, so what, what? what's working this month? They're like, well, we don't know. Uh, we're selling more. You know, we, 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 We're trying to get the salespeople to ask when someone comes on the lot, but the salespeople won't do it and then people don't remember. And yeah, uh, it was, those were crazy times. But I, I love e-commerce because for the most part, you can see just about
2: everything that's going on oh yeah and i mean whether it's one day seven days 28 days i mean attribution is the key to happiness for most business owners it seems like you know it
0: is indeed it is indeed yes sir
2: well heck yeah man so of course we love to dive into the rich ad segment of basically what's kind of working good for you so kind of take it away with you know what's your rich ad on this youtube world yeah. So I'm going to give kind of a, a combo of audience
0: and ad on YouTube that is consistent, that crushes it regularly, no matter the vertical. And again, it's all e-commerce, but you know, we're talking supplements, we're talking automotive, we're talking, you know, medical devices, like it, just just a little bit of everything we've seen work with this approach, this rich ad approach that I'm going to, to lay out right here. So, uh, the first audience that we like to target. So if we're taking a client from zero in daily YouTube spend to 10,000 or 30,000 a day in profitable YouTube ad spend, this is the first audience that we typically use. And and this audience has gotten better. So it was always pretty efficient in the past, but now it's like efficiency and occasionally scale too. So uh, I mentioned a minute ago, one of the things I love about YouTube is that it's kind of the the power of video, but the precision of search. And so, the audience type that that we like to launch with is called custom intent. Now, it's actually been just for those technical people out there, those that are running YouTube. Just to be fully accurate, the name has sort of changed. Now it's just part of Google's custom audience builder, but. I still like to call it custom intent because that's kind of what it is. And that was the original name. And I think it's more descriptive. So custom intent, that's where you can build an audience of people based on what they've recently searched for on Google and on YouTube, right? Which is magical because those are the two top search engines online, right? More searches take place on YouTube than on any other search engine other than Google. And so what we'll do here usually, and there's lots of really creative ways you can approach building these audiences, but a lot of times we're just looking at, hey, what are the top non-brand search terms that are converting for this client? And we'll bundle those up into an audience and, and build that. And, and so what's awesome is, so we've, all, we've always used these audiences you know, for the last three years or so we've used this type of audience. They've usually worked, right? They're usually going to you know, be pretty efficient, pretty effective, but used to, we could never get them to scale. You know, they'd spend $100, $200, $300 a day, which for a lot of our clients is very interesting. Uh, but recently, and I'm saying recently, probably since uh, a pre-pandemic, and I'm bad with dates, I don't remember exactly, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, whatever, It's re- recent. recent. That, that's, that's good enough. Uh, Google switched it where it used to just be based on someone's Google search behavior. Now it's their Google or YouTube search behavior. So we're finding some... Some custom intent audiences are spending three thousand, four thousand. We had one spending six thousand a day. One audience profitably, and so these audiences can be pretty uh, effective and scalable in some cases. And so, so, like I mentioned, I think starting with top non-brand search ads, or you can kind of get you can kind of get uh, sneaky and throw in some competitive search terms that can work well also. So that's, that's the audience, right? And that's not the only audience. Like if you're going to spend 30,000 a day on YouTube or go, you need more than one audience type, right? But that's just, that's a fun one to build. It's unique, right? That audience you can't build on Facebook or the platforms and it works. So and it's a great one to launch with. So custom intent audiences, that's what we launch with.
2: Uh, do you have any questions on that Dylan
0: before? I no, make- this is, I'm,
2: how, is this all pretty real-time data? So is this somebody searching... 20 days ago, where is it, you know, searching the past seven days? Yeah. So, so what I've
0: learned recently, you know, you know, Google, Facebook, all those, all those companies, they they change stuff and they don't, they don't, you know, run those changes by me. Uh, but I, I think, uh, it's a 14 day window. So custom intent is based on your recent search behavior. Whereas something like custom affinity, uh, is more based on like your, your regular ongoing, behavior, but custom intent, it should be that uh, a two-week window when someone has made one of those searches. So it's pretty okay. fresh, pretty fresh yeah. audience. So so that's the audience. And then uh, really, you got to combine it with the right creative, right? And you, and you talked about this. You've got some clients that run on YouTube. <laughs> the creatives are very different than what you see work on Instagram or Facebook. I think the, the quickest picture to give people is that think short form infomercial, right? Right. So you're a fan of infomercials. And, and I'll tell you, Dylan, that the first time uh, I thought maybe like a a career in advertising would be cool is when I was a kid and I saw the Ginsu knife commercials. This is dating. I'm some 40. Uh, you, you, you're a lot younger than me. Uh, so you may have not seen the Ginsu knife commercials, but I remember watching the Ginsu knife infomercial and, and, you know, somebody was cutting through a can of Pepsi and then they took the knife and they sliced through a tomato. and I'm like, oh coolest life ever, you know? Uh, so think more infomercial, but short form, right? So we're talking minute and a half to three minutes is kind of the sweet spot. Occasionally it's shorter, you know, 45 seconds, but usually it's a minute and a half to three minutes. Okay. So think short form infomercials. Now there's several approaches that work when it comes to ads. And I'll I'll mention another free resource. I, I wrote, uh, or put together this guide and actually I put it together for our team first. It's a collection of our favorite YouTube ads. So some of them are our clients. Some are, you know, from like the Harmon Brothers and other, you know, big agencies and stuff. But like our favorite YouTube ads. And, and I kind of started to categorize them and give them fun names like the Manifesto and the Have It All and some other, you know, cool names. And so got these in a guide, but they're, they're available on the website. I'm happy to give you a link to that, too, so people can check that out. So I highly recommend you look at that. It'll inspire you, educate you, uh, and all that. But uh, one of the best ads to start with, and it's relatively simple, is just what we call the explainer, right? And the explainer is like this clear problem solution premise where you're trying to hook someone in the first five seconds with like a problem solution statement or question. So I'll give you an example. And one of the examples that I give in in the guide is Grammarly. And Grammarly, believe it or not, is one of the top spenders on YouTube, not a client, I wish they were, Uh, they spend a whole bunch of cash on YouTube, but they, they open with it's like a professional woman, and she's sitting on a couch, it looks like she's maybe in a coffee shop or something. And she says, if you write anything online, you need Grammarly. And then it goes into like the discussion about, hey, it corrects your uh, grammar and spelling issues on the fly. And it bounces back and forth between people and, you know, one is like a dude trying to get a job and another is a lady, you know, sending memos to PTA or messages to PTA. And another lady is just posting on social media, but showing these people and, and what they're doing online and how Grammarly is, is saving the day. So clear problem solution premise, right? So, so that's kind of the opening of the explainer. Then you need to have kind of a demo, like a product demo. And I like it if it's kind of an over-the-top demo. Mixed with kind of an everyday demo, right? So, so one uh, one good picture here for the demo part is: Have you ever seen the Flex Seal oh, commercials? Doing that, yeah, yes. that's a
2: boat, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, all right, Flex Seal is a spray-on thing. If you got a leak in like a flower pot or or something like that, you spray on Flex Seal, right? So, so most of the use cases are like average, you know, suburbia. Not that interesting, but to push it over the top the founder of Flex Seal, like takes a, takes screens, like screens you'd make in a, a screen door, forms a boat, and then sprays Flex Seal on it to make it float, right? And so it's like he shows that demonstration. That's the way over-the-top demonstration. But then, yes, of course, you know, spray it on your gutters or spray it on your flower pots or whatever, right? So so like a product demonstration. Now, in, in the case of Grammarly, what they do is they kind of bounce back and forth between these different use cases of person getting a job, person posting on social media, person filling out, you know, typing up the resume, and it's showing Grammarly working. It's like on the screen, it's showing a like picture in picture of Grammarly working as the people are talking. So, so you need a product demonstration, right? And then you need social proof, right? And again, Grammarly kind of blends this together in in what they do. Uh, But you need social proof, right? So you need you need an actual User saying, this is what it's done for me, right? And 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 I really like this combination of, of on camera, someone on camera telling their story, you know, saying things like, I never thought this could work, right? I never thought that I could find something this comfortable or this affordable or this effective or that made me look this good, right? I just I never thought I could do it, but it's here and it's this and it's awesome. So, you know, person on camera. We've also used, you know, we, we worked with a lot of products that have a lot of good reviews. So we'll do something like, hey, this product has over you know, 10,000 five-star reviews. So you like flash that and then flash reviews on the screen and stuff. So I like a combination of someone, an actual customer on camera, and then also a cutaway to the online reviews. So so social proof, and then really just a, a clear call to action. So it's like, you know, Grammarly, it's use it free, try it for free, right? That doesn't work for everybody. But what <laughs> is like, what is your introductory offer? Uh, if you're selling an expensive item, push someone to download a guide or see a demo or schedule you know, a call. If it's something where you're on a subscription, can you pack in this killer first time offer? We do a lot with with supplements and and people that try to get you know clients that, that try to sell subscriptions, and so we'll do like this killer initial offer. It's a really, really strong CTA. But that's that's like the most straightforward ad as the explainer. So a lot of times as we're working with clients and they'll come to us and say, okay, the, these are all our ad and you know, all our video assets and testimonials and stuff. We can usually blend those together into a pretty powerful explainer so found that combo of good problem solution explainer video plus custom intent audience can make for a pretty powerful launch on youtube oh man i can only imagine
2: now with these videos are they pretty professionally done uh is it user-generated content like how do you kind of go about this sometimes and what would you recommend because sometimes yeah. pricey versus not as pricey is it's, it's it's a great question. So uh, ultimately, you know, the
0: story you tell, the benefits that you lay out, and how believable is it? That's really what matters, right? That that trumps everything. We've seen ads that cost a couple thousand dollars scale on YouTube because they were authentic and they, they, they you know, clear problem solution opening and they good demo and like all this. So you don't have to spend a lot. Uh, on YouTube, you know, if you, if you can do like a, a Harmon Brothers style production, so in and, and Harmon Brothers, you know, and that's that's super expensive, but something like uh, Squatty Potty or Poopery or, or Lumi deodorant or whatever like that, that's the Harmon Brothers style. Those are great. Those work really well. Purple mattress. But you don't have to spend that much, right? So we had a client in the automotive space that really they had so many good testimonials and all user generated. So mostly, you know, iPhone or, or smartphone. And, and so we took all of the, or we, we, we created a video that was all user-generated content. So we call it the UGC mashup, user-generated content mashup, but it was all user-generated content with, with fast cuts and, and superimposed text and music, like to, to bring it to life, but it was all user-generated content. And so that, that can work as well.
2: That is super interesting there. Yeah. Cause I mean, all I'm thinking right now is just Billy Mays here with a fantastic offer, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, it, and so another thing too, like it doesn't,
0: and I know we talked infomercial, we talked Flex Seal and of course, Billy Mays. And and, <laughs> and so infomercial, I think thinking infomercial is good because it gets in the right frame of mind, but it can still have your personality, right? You don't have to be like New Jersey boardwalk sales guy, you know, in your face, like you don't have to have that personality, but I still think that's the best frame is, you know, think infomercial rather than, Something short and sweet, you know, or, or you know, branding ad or something like that. It's it's not like that.
2: Oh yeah, because I've tried to use so many like commercial based ads, you know, and they just don't work on platforms. Sometimes where you know exactly. It's got, h- yeah. How many creatives are you typically testing at one time out of curiosity? Or you know? yeah,
0: so uh, YouTube is notorious for making it difficult to to test creatives, uh, but on the flip side, YouTube is is less creative hungry right so so like with facebook and I, I don't manage facebook ads so i'm just speaking from what i've learned from from good friends and stuff is i know you know creatives will burn out on facebook and you got you're constantly re- relaunching or tweaking or like we've had some clients that have that have to certain audiences run the same video ad on youtube for like a year and and the reason for that if you think about it like a custom intent audience it, it's a turnover every 14 days right the new new people are searching so so the the audience is always refreshed So if the ad works, it just keeps working. Now, we are testing multiple creatives. And so often our clients have, you know, three to 10 creatives running at any one time. And depending on like the stage of the funnel, we got a slightly different variation of an an ad. But I think you can launch with two to three ads if they're good, right? If you got a good explainer or a good user generator, you know, UGC mashup, uh, I think you can launch with two to three good ads. Um, If you do more than that, Google's pretty bad about balancing, you know, what, what ad gets served and they'll pick a favorite really quickly. And so like, if you're to launch with 10 ads, you're going to have a hard
2: time doing that anyway. So, so two to three, I think you're, I think you're great to launch with that. Now this is more of a personal question for me, but how do you feel about those eight minute ads you see on YouTube where it's like, how are these so <laughs> long? Like, How long would this really do? Like, I hate them. I skip yeah, my- I know, man. It's like, how would you, how could you ever sit
0: through those? So we, um, so we, we run all the YouTube ads for boom by Cindy Joseph, uh, Ezra Firestone's good friend of mine. Yeah. 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 So we've been running his YouTube ads now for several years. And then we, we took that from, really nothing for them to now it's it's their number two, you know, lead gen source right behind Facebook. They've had some seven minute ads that have crushed it. Like I think their top ad and Ezra's totally cool with me sharing some data because he shares it too. And so he's like, he's, I've got permission, but um, like four and a half minutes, I think is their their number one video now is about four and a half minutes. Oh. So it's just worth testing, right? Like just think about usually if you can get someone to stay engaged and you can say more than you can probably show more than you can probably sell more. But but yeah, I mean that the, U, the UGC mashup video I mentioned before kind of automotive type client, it's like 45 seconds and it was killing it. Um, so it really depends. But but yeah, that we've seen seven minute videos work well. So don't be afraid to test. I think that's gold there. Well, heck, yeah.
2: Those are some quite rich. at tip there. Heck Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's Ad AdCard, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out AdCard. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex, or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different in streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at funnel-dash.com.
2: So yeah, we're gonna take a dark turn. Uh-huh. So- you know, we'd love to kind of dive into what's not working. So what is your poor ad?
0: Yes, the beautiful tragedy part of the, the podcast. This is what this is what people really want to watch, right? They want to hear the train wrecks. They want to hear how did you fall on your face? All right, I've got I've got two. Uh, so this, this is a double header. We want to be quick, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk through these. Okay. So I mentioned, I mentioned Google shopping and I mentioned that, you know, wrote the guide to Google shopping. Okay. So a few years ago I was at Google marketing live. It was, I believe it was in uh, the Bay area, you know, where, where Google's uh, headquartered and I heard them announce, Hey, we got a new YouTube ad product. It's called true view for shopping. And it's a pre-roll so the, you know, the pre-roll true view ad plus your Google Shopping ad right next to it, and I thought, like, blow my mind. This this is really all my worlds coming together. i like you know giddy, jumping around like a schoolgirl, super excited. So we decided let's let's test this. Let's roll this out. We're telling clients about them, like, hey, it's brand new. But can you imagine how awesome this is going to be? And uh, so we launched it, and uh, I'll tell you how awesome it wasn't. it sucked and so i still think it's a good like i'll 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 redeem the day a little bit for the ad type i don't want to disparage it fully but using TrueView for shopping to a cold audience nah man we could we couldn't get it to work we tried lots of different things it sucked every time and and i think the reason for this let's just take boom by cindy joseph as an example so they're running ads for this boomstick trio right it's like Five makeup tips for older women, and then the boomstick trio is the product. Well, you're like creating this mystique about how amazing the product is, and here's all the women that are enjoying it, and here's some testimonials. Oh, and here, right next to it, here's the price of all of it. Kind of ruins the mystique, right? Where if you got a better call to action, like learn more, visit site, check it out now, see it in action, whatever, people click through, and then the page is gonna sell them, right? We got a good lander that sells them. Whereas when you have the PLAs, the product listing ads, your Google shopping ads right there by the video, And it kind of, it kind of, now you're just, you're ruining the day, right? You're just, uh, it's just like the grocery stores, a shelf or something. So we tried it in a lot of different ways. We finally found how it would work though. It works for retargeting. So once you have someone that you, you know, run standard TrueView for, they're going to your site, maybe they're not ready to buy yet. You're running a remarketing ad that's TrueView for shopping. Bingo! Now we got a winner. But yeah, that was one of those things where, man, I was I was all gung ho about that, and I sold it hard because it's just like I'm a Google Shopping fanboy, right? So I sold it hard. Yeah, no, no bueno.
2: Oh yeah, but, it's like you're giving them the whole cake, you know, out of the gates where they just aren't hungry anymore. that's <laughs> I never thought about it like that. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's it. Now,
0: uh, 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 actually, I can't talk about. It. Uh, so there, there's actually a, be- a new beta that Google launched that's like I think may be able to fix it a little. But I still think, I still think um, any variation that may be on the horizon, may or may not be on the horizon for Truvy for Shopping, is um, going to be more mid-funnel and lower uh, in, in terms of what, what works. Okay, so that's, that's failure number one, poor ad number one, poor ad numero dos. Uh, and you alluded to this. I'm really glad you did, and we kind of been talking about it a little bit. But we've had a few people, and especially in the early days of YouTube, we're like, hey, you got a video ad that's working on Facebook. Let's just run that on YouTube, right? You got a little 15-second ad that's killing it. On Facebook, let's just let's just throw that thing up on YouTube and run it. Yeah, uh, crash and burn one hundred percent of the time. So I'll give you an example. Client, and this is not one that this this client is since we learned our lesson, but this will be a good visual. So this client has on Facebook what they're running is like a fifteen second ad. They target women. And there's this girl kind of dancing around, singing, and she's got kind of bouncy hair. And there's cool text, and it's just like a really cool, fun ad. Like it's like 15 seconds. But around that ad on Facebook, you get the text above it and the call to action below. Like that's telling the full story, right? That ad kills it. Well, on YouTube though, we have to run like this two and a half minute infomercial. That's what works on YouTube because the video has to tell the whole story. There's not text around it to complete the story the video's got to do all the heavy lifting and so we've seen that crash and burn as well you try to take a facebook ad directly from facebook to youtube usually it's going to bomb now uh if you look at your facebook ad and you say oh no it actually is more like the the infomercial type or the explainer that you're talking about well then awesome because uh because boom Actually, some of the ads we use on YouTube are the ads they use on Facebook, but they're like two to three minute ads, and they and they kind of follow that that formula that I was talking about. So, so there you go. Two two poor ads, uh, no true view for shopping for Top of Funnel, and no Facebook ad directly to YouTube. You will be disappointed.
2: Oh man! So with these fails, how much do y'all typically they kind of put behind them, especially when you're a little. I got shiny object syndrome, so I get a little too excited. Did you <laughs> think five figures, six figures? Yeah, it's like
0: hundred k. Let's let's go real. Let's go. Let's go big or go home. Uh, no, thankfully, um, for all of for these mistakes, I didn't spend a whole lot. Um, y- you know, if it was my own brand. I probably would have gotten myself in trouble because I'd be like, Hey, I know it's going to work. Let's roll the dice, baby. Let's get, the... uh, but when it's somebody else's money, uh, first they usually want to be cautious. And then I do too. So thankfully it didn't waste a ton of money. I mean, it was, you know, in the, in the thousands, obviously, but not like not make or break thankfully. So I guess that's not, maybe not the the beautiful train wreck that, that some people hope for, but it's gotta be conservative. And you know, you know, the agency game, like when you're, when you're spending the client's money, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Uh, so it's more of like a, I presented this as potentially going to be awesome and it wasn't, that was the more embarrassing part than the amount of money we wasted. So
2: I think it's funny how you just put, if it was your brand, you would have gone all in or something to where I'm like, potentially, I, yeah. I am so like careful of clients money. And then whenever I do my own stuff, I'm like thousand <laughs> bucks a day.
0: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously when it's your own stuff, you're paying attention to, but you're just, you're just a little more, a little more aggressive. So yeah, thankfully both, of the, both of these cases I did not, waste a ton of money. Heck yeah.
2: So for the final segment, you know, we take a page out of that rich dad, poor dad book, we try and find a crossroads at the marketing and financial side of things. So Mm. take it away, man. I know it's going to be revolved around YouTube. So I'm still amped about it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I do
0: love numbers. And you know, looking at the finance side is huge. You know, as you can tell from what we've talked about, all of what we do is direct response, right? We're not we're not running branding campaigns we're not just trying to you know create awareness or build remarketing audiences although those things are good too. and we have helped a couple of big brands like a png brand do some awareness type stuff but that's not our bread and butter so but one of the things to think about as you're looking at your youtube campaign and you're trying to measure to hit a specific cpa you have to consider that there is a halo effect right there is an impact that goes beyond the direct cpa but I, I don't think we should just say, well, okay, then we'll just be happy with anything, right? And then then we're creating awareness. That's what we're doing. We're creating, we're getting people to, to know our brand. So we'll just spend whatever. Obviously, we, we don't want to go that far. But as we're looking at that direct CPA, you should be measuring lift in other ways and in other tangible, measurable ways. So I'll give you some examples. Uh, one of the things that is going to happen, people will watch your YouTube ad. They will be interested. They will click and they will not purchase, right? This happens all the time, people are interested, something about your ad uh, hooked to them, but they don't purchase, right? They may fall out of your conversion window. They, they may switch devices, right? And, you, and you're, you're not gonna be able to, to, to really close the, the loop here. Uh, but if they're interested, the next thing they will do is they will search, right? They'll go to Google and search for you. And so a couple of things you got to do one, you got to you got to watch brand lift. So you have to pay attention to your branded search campaigns. How do they grow over the time that you run your YouTube ads? Because branded ad, branded campaigns, right? They're they're totally dependent on other marketing efforts, right? right. You gotta be, well, yeah, I mean, nobody just wakes up and dreams your brand name and starts searching for it. They've got to see another ad. So we saw this very clearly with, with a couple of other big Facebook spenders where once we started and we're going hard on YouTube, we saw their, we saw their branded search campaigns sometimes go up 40, 50%, right? So, and, and you can't connect all of those dots directly back to Facebook. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, directly back to YouTube, but we know YouTube is is having an impact. Okay, so you gotta look at branded, uh, brand lift. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is through Google Trends. Now, Google Trends is gonna tell you uh, what kind of search volume your brand has. So again, you can go to Google Trends, it's free. Type in your brand name, and then pay attention to when you launch youtube and look at it you know a few weeks after and see if there's an increase in branded search. You can also do what's called a brand lift study through Google which uh, now is is kind of just part of the part of the interface but you got to be spending i think it's about 20,000 a week to get that data so so like that'll that'll come later, you know. Um but that that is an option. The other thing is if you're selling on any other channels. So a lot of our clients who are running you know youtube ads they're they're also selling on on Amazon. And so we don't really run YouTube ads directly to Amazon. We haven't found that to be super effective yet. I haven't really cracked the code on that, but we are seeing, and, and so one big spender we have right now on YouTube, they're finding uh, whatever amount of sales they get directly on their site, they're seeing about a 20 to 30% lift on Amazon as well, right? So if they're making, they're making 10 sales, you know, on their site, they're seeing two to three Additional sales on Amazon uh, once once we started um, once we started YouTube. So you're going to see a lift in other places as well. So think about yes, measure that direct CPA, you know, from directly from your ads, but consider the lift, consider the halo effect, and do it in a measurable way, right? Uh, and so so those are are a few tips to look at. Hey, okay, what all is is YouTube doing? Because we found YouTube is probably a little less aggressive in taking credit than, say, Facebook or, or other channels are. So looking at the total lift is pretty important.
2: That makes total sense. I mean, all these platforms and attribution these days, they're, it's, it's everywhere. So, I mean, I think that's killer because, I mean, w- one giant scale could impact all the other platforms. So you got to keep those in mind just because... Yep. Timing yep. is everything. People could be in traffic, you know, give them an hour or two. Boom. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: and, and so, and a couple things too, and then this is related. You mentioned attribution a couple of times. Oh yeah. one of my favorite topics too. Like yeah. just you can really nerd out with like somebody that's in the business. You can nerd out about attribution because there's not like a hundred percent right or wrong answer, right? Like, you know, which, what attribution model do you use? You use time decay or, or data driven or position based or what? Like there's, there's different models to look at, which is kind of nerdy and fun. Um, but you know, one of the things that I'm talking to more and more people about, and so Ezra Firestone is one of them that believes in this is that, yes, you have to measure in the platform, right? So we've got our targets in Facebook. This is the CPA we want to hit in Facebook. This is the CPA we're going for with YouTube or with brand search or with shopping or whatever. But then you have to look at total money in and total money out, right? Because I talked about the halo effect, right? Which sometimes you're going to get more conversions than what you see directly in YouTube but there's also going to be some cases where someone interacts with your Facebook ad and your YouTube ad, and then they buy and both, both um, platforms take credit. Right. So then you're going kind to of like, well, all right, well then how am I, you know, if, if I added up all the conversions from all of my ad platforms, my business would be double the size that it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and So, so you have to measure in platform, but then you have to look at your total dollars in and total dollars out. Right. So you need a goal of here's my daily sales here's the percentage of that that I'm willing to invest in my ads. And am I keeping those ratios, right? So then, And then as you get kind of this this understanding of, okay, in-platform numbers equal what I want for total dollars in, total dollars out, okay, now I'm getting somewhere. Or you may say, hey, what I thought would be good in-platform numbers, like CPA inside of YouTube, actually isn't getting me the total dollars in, total dollars out money that I want now I need to adjust my CPA targets. So, so that's kind of a, hopefully that, that wasn't too nerdy. I think some people are totally jiving with that. But, uh, but you, you, you got to look at that as well. So be as sophisticated as possible, but know that there's no perfect way to look at it. So that total dollars in, total dollars out is really meaningful, really useful. Man, this has been a fire
2: session, man. I'm, not, I'm into it.
0: Dude, you I had an americano to- earlier, which, by the way, I think is the best you know uh, espresso drink uh, out there. I do like the latte. Shout out to the latte. I'll even do straight espresso sometimes, but I think the americano is the is the way to go. And I had a great one just a little bit ago. So
2: <gasps> I'm a cold brew guy, but if I'm doing before a podcast, it I get into you get it. Get amped, yeah, yeah. Uh, cold brew is good too, man. Cold brew is
0: good. I generally like that in the summertime. I'm a you know give me the hot stuff most of the time. So. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah, man. Well, this has been super valuable. Give everybody an insight. You know, what are some maybe fun projects coming up? How can we support you? How can they get in touch?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things. One, I do also host a podcast, the e-commerce evolution podcast. So check it out. You and I were just chatting about that. Like, How can we collaborate and create some podcast magic beyond just this, this episode? And so uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. So check out that podcast. Uh, also, the, the, the guide I was talking about is at omgcommerce.com. Look on resources and guides, you'll find it there. Also, if you're, if you don't have good video testimonials from customers, I also created a guide that kind of helps you do that. So I used to do TV interviews with people and like, I would interview real customers to try to get them comfortable on camera and stuff. So I give away some of my tips there, uh, you know, how to get good, good testimonials, whether you're in person, which I know is difficult right now, or, or uh, remote, you know, how to do that. So there's a free guide there. So check that out. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we'd love, we'd love to connect on the, on the socials. Let's, let's talk shop. And, uh, and, and yeah, so, uh, I did, I was telling you, you know, I got to speak at the YouTube LA offices in February. So just before the lockdowns, we're actually in our Airbnb and, and like there was talk of Corona. We're like, Oh, what's, what's this, what's this going to be? Uh, but anyway, the event was awesome. It was all to e-commerce brands and I was teaching them how to run YouTube ads. We're going to, to do those events again. Because um, that was the thing that the people the were like, hey, when are you going to do your next event? So we had plans to do one in Chicago and one in New York. And then, of course, obviously, those were all uh, shut down. But we're working with Google on maybe doing some virtual events. So uh, if you join our email list, I-, I can keep you posted on those as well. So th- those will be fun. Those will be like deep dives uh, with, with uh, myself and someone from YouTube doing those virtual events. Heck yeah. How can someone subscribe? Website or? Website. Yep. Yep. So um, if you download any of the guides, you'll, we, we can put you on the list to, to be notified right. of something like that. <laughs> so that's the easiest way to do it or fill out the contact to us. You know, just send us, hey, don't send me any of your crappy guides, but I want to know about the YouTube event. You know,
2: <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do, <laughs> go ahead and do that as well. Well, Brett, man, this has been awesome, man. Much appreciated. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. This was a blast.
1: And uh, let's do it again sometime. Hell yeah so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorhead.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me Zach at FunnelDash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to com. To leave a review, go to com slash review. Thanks again.